Hello, Namaste all. Welcome to uh, our 71st session of Guru Bodha series. Uh, this is brought to you by easyayurveda.com. Uh, in this session, we are joined with uh, Dr. Mahesh T.S., uh, CEO of a, a pharmaceutical company uh, manufacturing uh, hemp-based products, cannabis-based products. And I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. H. Chandrasekhar Udupa. And this class is live, also made available for Easy Ayurveda weekly class subscribers. Introduction to medical cannabis. So I'll be directly going into the topic. Uh, most of them might be, especially those who are in US and uh, Europe. You have come across this particular word as medical marijuana or medical cannabis. It is nothing uh, new with respect to Ayurvedic stuff, but still, when it came to <coughs> this. Uh, whole uh, reorganized and approach. So there is a slight changes that has occurred. So hence, instead of cannabis, they added as medical cannabis. So in this presentation, I will give you introduction of this concept, then species, then uh, use and benefits of uh, cannabis in Ayurveda, the concept of medical cannabis as it is, concept of ECS, that is endocannabinoid system, cannabinoids and uses and benefits of this medical cannabis, we end up with that. So to introduce this particular uh, origin of this plant, so basically medical cannabis refers to the phytocannabinoids, which are obtained from a particular species of can uh, plants or particular uh, genus that is cannabis. So where this particular plant is uh, said to be originated in Eurasia and Africa. But today you can see in many parts of the world, including US, where because of its ramp ability to uh, adjust itself to the environment wherever it is kept in. So that is the beauty of this particular uh, plant and that is the reason it has many names and one important name is V, this particular plant that has been uh, called over the years. So its first mention was in Atharvaveda, the fourth uh, Vedic uh, literature in the past and it was considered, some considered to be as a constituent of Soma and some considered to be Soma itself. So there is a bit of uh, controversy on that. In uh, medicinal use, when we see, uh, because Soma or uh, Soma Rasa was uh, more of a, I mean, uh, relaxing uh, uh, drink and rather it was uh, energy drink, we can say, as uh, present scenario, but it was not as concentrated or as considered as a medicinal use. So the earliest medicinal use is in, is in Chinese literature, Shen Shao Xing, which is 4000 BC old. And in uh, first text of Ayurveda, that is Karakachipitra Sana, 14th chapter, 169 quotation, you have the word as Vijaya. Now this particular word is on and often referred in many of the Ayurvedic texts. In fact, there is one more uh, uh, name that is Bhang, which is also being used. There are synonymous words. But when we go in depth with detail uh, into medical cannabis, we come to understanding that there are some differences that have to be taken care of. So uh, this particular plant, cannabis, was considered as in the name of Bhang or Vijaya and is classified as Upavesha first by Sushupa itself. So where the consideration of its narcotic act or narcotic effect was taken and as a result it was not considered as visha but it was considered as an upavisha a sub-toxic sub uh, substance and uh, as a ritual side or a cultural uh, thing it is very rampantly used even till date in Puli, uh, which we have just uh, crossed around the beach back where uh, this particular leaf is being ground and mixed with uh, different drinks and it is given to drink during the holy and uh, the people uh, as a, because of as a cultural uh, now coming to cannabis as i told it belongs to the genus cannabis the plant from where the certain important alkaloids or important uh, constituents are taken out and accordingly they have been used as phytocannabinoids the, all these constituents which are taken from cannabis there are different varieties, uh, they are known as cannabinoids and uh, the different parts of the plant is having different concentrations. So where they, uh, in the, we can see in the table, hemp. Hemp is another variety of cannabis 
known as cannabis sativa which is a, actually sativa refers to cultivation so any cannabis that is cultivated right so while we cultivate we have we have certain controls over the uh, constituents also and strains etc so hemp was a plant that was cultivated which is slightly different from marijuana which is known as medical cannabis actually but today uh, because of regulations and policy we use hemp itself as medical cannabis so the difference between hemp and marijuana is the thc percent in marijuana it can go up till 25% thc but uh, in hemp it is usually less than 0.3% then coming to the <clears throat> different aspects of these two varieties which we can see that is bhang leaf ganja flower and extract is known as hashish when the leaf is used and when it is used for uh, different purposes that particular thing is known as bhang usually most of the ayurvedic preparations we are using leaf not other parts when other parts especially the female flower is added then it contains thc which is the highest source of thc in the plant and uh, that gives the psychoactive nature to the drug hashish is an extract from the especially the buds where they are used and uh, charas is another thing where the wax is stained from the again there is from the female flower now basically cannabis was used as a spiritual in a spiritual way to give a high which is a hallucination effect that we call where the person will have a short term amnesia when it is high and uh, gives a very relaxation after the amnesia but that is considered or uh, that is the, the reason why thc is being demonized uh, today in the present scenario then you have again the recreational effect now in a spiritual way i have the same hallucination effect we have two different aspects so you have seen samnata sadhu taking uh, smoking marijuana so they it helps in uh, what we call a stone effect when it is taken the person's total psychological aspect is uh, lost or in other words he reaches high where he is completely stoned he becomes immobile or he restricts himself to the last act what he is doing and there will be total amnesia hallucination is slightly lesser effect uh that creates a recreational a different uh, it creates a world of different nature so all both these effects is mainly caused because of the high level of pure then you have the medicinal effect which is a non hallucination effect of the plant so usually it is the cannabidol or cbd that is being uh, having this particular effect or considered to be having the particular effect. along that thc is also having a very good uh, medicinal effect and in fact when given together cbd also has a uh, antagonistic effect on thc we'll come to that as we go along now this hallucination effect as i told is a caused by a content known as thc tetrahydroxy cannabinoid whereas the medicinal effect what i have told is cannabis based derivatives which are cannabidol actually cbd I have used it here, but the original abbreviation for CB, uh, the, what CBD stands for is cannabidol. Then you have cannabinol, that is CBN, CBG. So different components are there. All these have a very multifaceted medicinal effect. And today it has become a very famous uh, component for different conditions, like especially in uh, the pain management. Scenario. Now, uh, as I told, this was a plant that was known from 4,000 4, and 5,000 years earlier. But uh, due to different policies, and uh, uh, the first policy was enacted by US in the year 1964, where they blocked the use of uh, marijuana for actually it was blocked for recreational purposes. But uh, they uh, it was told as uh, the total banning of marijuana was done, and they went on actually even. Uh, the later on uh, the wcho in 1975 they also proclaimed the ban they upheld this ban and they also created it and lastly it came to india in the year 1885 this was brought under the uh, newly enacted act known as ndps act. but other than that uh, this particular drug and cosmetic act of india scheduled this particular plant under schedule e1 where it is considered as under the uh, considered as a prescription based drug 
which can be used for medicinal purposes. Ironically, even the NDPS Act of 1985 will exempt the use or will allow the use of uh, this particular plant in medicinal purposes. Not only this, even Ifena also is used under or uh, allowed to be used under medicinal purposes. So, uh, even though we had, we have 6,000 years of history for this plant, it was uh, during the 1950s where uh, they wanted to make this plant a demonic. So, because of which there were hundreds of uh, researchers that was being funded and ultimately they found, instead of saying that it is a very harmful drug, they found it to be a very beneficial drug. And the person who initially propagated that particular thing, the most beneficial drug is medical cannabis, that is Raphael Mashalam. And uh, just three days back, he died at the age of 92. This NDPS Act, which was based on the perception that this causes high and uh, as a result, the people may have psychological disturbance where uh, the person may commit the unwanted activities. So because of that, it was brought and there again, it was restricting only recreational use of the plant and not the medicinal use. As I told you, I have already mentioned two species here, but actually we have three main varieties or three main species under the medical, under the cannabis. The first one which I have not mentioned, that is cannabis ruderalis, the last slide which I have not mentioned, which is usually seen in the Siberian area. And other areas and joining areas. And this is a very short plant compared to cannabis sativa and uh, cannabis uh, indica. But the specialty of the plant is it contains negligible amount of THC and it is a very good for medical cannabis. Uh, this is the how it looks leaf of this plant. Then you have the most uh, commonly cultivated variety that is cannabis sativa. This is what we consider as industrial hemp because for one main reason is uh, the hemp fibers which is used in the textile industry is obtained from this one. This is the fibers are much thicker than the other compared to the other two varieties where it can be used. It is, uh, there are different varieties of hemp uh, today, fibers in the sense of cloth in, uh, in the textile industry and it is available in the market. And moreover, this has less than 0.3% or very low percentage of THC compared to indica, but higher than ruteralis. So this is how sativa leaf looks. So you have many leaflets uh, compared to that of ruteralis. Now, the most uh, powerful one is cannabis indica. Actually, uh, this is cannabis indica. You can see the differences in the leaf in case of ruderalis, in case of sativa and indica. And uh, even the indica has more of THC and bit fleshy in nature so that uh, slightly deep and where the juices come out you know, when we press it up. But for actually the medicinal use, indica is supposed to be the good one. But again, that, uh, that will be restricting I mean, that will be depending on what type of uh, benefit you want to get. For example, if you are uh, trying for a psychoactive uh, activity, then indica will be much more preferred because uh, it is uh, having high amount of THC, which is a psychoactive. Whereas sativa has low THC, but has high amount of CBD. Now, CBD is very much important to have a beneficial effect on like uh, pain management, especially soft tissue pain management and uh, cancer pain management. So all these were sativa is very useful in uh, terms of uh, reduction, reduction of pain. But other than this, we have, it's a very, all, all these uh, varieties are good in appetizer effect. It's a very good appetizer. It is a very good uh, for GI tract and many other things uh, which will be going on. Now, other than this, you have hybrid varieties. Different hybrid varieties have been developed, especially in Europe and uh, US. So where they are being cultivated and being used for uh, different uh, medicinal purposes. Now, as I told, there is no THC in uh, cannabis ruderalis, low in case of sativa and high THC in case of uh, indica. So where do we find these THC and CBD content? As I told in the earlier slide, we have female flowers, not all flowers. Uh, female flowers, you have a tuft of uh, flowers coming in and very thick in fluorescence. So where there are glands known as trichomes and these glands secrete very gummy like structure. Now this gummy like structure, some will be wax like structure, it is wax like item and that is used as terrace. If you can scrap that out, they do that. And if you use the whole 
leaf, I mean whole flower, female flower, it is having that high THC. Whereas when you come into leaves, you have high CBD content. There is THC, but the THC is uh, quite low, maybe around uh, 0.3 to 1% uh, depending on the species that you have taken. And the seeds actually doesn't have any CBD, not THC. It is a high omega-3 fatty acid content and uh, all amino acids, very high protein content. Also, it's a very good superfood that is even accepted even uh, by the government today, where it is available freely under the SSRI. Right. Then coming to the concept as per Ayurveda. So there are three, in fact, uh, names is commonly used for uh, Bhang or uh, cannabis. That is Vijaya, Jaya and Bhang. Vijaya, Jaya refers to the CBD aspect of or CBD benefits that is obtained from CBD. Bhang is a variety where it will be more emphasizing on the psychoactive that is THC part. So the according to the use or a benefit that is we require, this variety has to be considered and it is being, uh, it has to be used. And accordingly, the names have been, but commonly it is the leaves that is being used and not the flowers. So coming to the medicinal activity, as I told, activity on body like pain, GI tract, inflammation uh, or uh, diarrhea, even the neurological pain where Jaya is, or Vijaya is much more useful. Whereas in case of mind, bhang is a most, uh, the variety that is to be considered. So its detailed description can be seen in the text Ananda Kanda. Along with its properties, we have, it is Rasa Tikta, Lagu Tikshna Guna, uh, Virya is Ushna and Vipaka Katu. And especially it is Tikta Vardhaka, Vataka Pahara. So that is why when you take, especially when you take the extract, if uh, uh, anyone has taken, there is a, sudden surge of appetite. The person feels hungry within 40 or 45 minutes. Along with that, it's a very good digestive and uh, because of which it has been used in many GI tract cases. In fact, when we speak of uh, the different uh, uh, formulations in Ayurveda, around 100, and 100 plus formulations, 120 around, so most of them are being used for uh, a GI tract uh, disease. So as I have told, there are 119 formulations in 358 reference in Ayurvedic text and uh, its action and indications as I told is Deepana, Pachana, Ruchya, Madakari, Grahi, Nedja, Rasayana and out of 119 formulations, 30 formulations are more concentrated for the problems of GI tract. So as I have told, as I mean, as uh, it is mentioned in Sushruta, it is an Upavisha, so sub-toxic uh, sub in nature mainly because of its uh, psychoactive effect that is by THC and so any visha or upavisha uh, as the rule goes it has to undergo a process of purification or shodhana so in the same manner even this is being subjected to shodhana so basically one type of shodhana is wash it the whole whatever part is washed in water and can be used. And another type, another method of shodhana that is mentioned in Anandakanda is wash, dried and fried with ghee. So again, uh, based on our uh, thing, experiences also, all this, there is change in, not only in the uh, possible chemical qualities, but also in the physical nature of the leaves that is being used. I am repeating clearly that we are, or in the sense Ayurveda, mostly, or in many of the cases, appropriate for use of leaves in its formulation. Then we have Swedana in milk, then washed, dried and again fried in ghee. This is another method of purification. There is one more purification method known as uh, where the, it is done Swedana with babula, that is acacia plant coming under the acacia genus. So that is being dried and again fried in ghee. And uh, another method, which is again, this is an Anubhuta method by some, uh, where I, when I happen to meet some people, so they gave me that there is another method of Shodhana, which is not mentioned in any of the texts, and that is with wash it with water, then wash it with milk and wash it with coconut water, tender coconut water. So these are different methods of Shodhana, purification. Why this purification is done? Usually when this purification is done, it's unwanted effect is lost or it is decreased in fact. So uh, possibly because of its psychoactive nature, it was considered as a uh, sub-toxic sub substance where these Shodhana procedures remove this toxic, uh, what we consider as sub-toxic and basically it is 
the only content that is THC that causes it. So coming under the concept of me- medical cannabis, which is again uh, created after being banned. Earlier there was no concept of medical cannabis before 1960. Uh, it was used under different circumstances by all people. But when the banning of that was done for recreational purposes and, edition, and it was allowed for medicinal, then slowly it came into being. But initially the research and uh, development of medical cannabis was towards to demonize this particular plant. And I'll come to that why, that will be a bit later. But usually it was that it was on that pretext that this has a very harmful effect on the body. But ultimately it ended up that it has the least harmful effect in all any of the particular uh, substances that is considered as addictive and uh, dependent, which causes dependence. So cannabis based on that, there was two bifurcations of use. One is recreational and the other one is medicinal. Whereas uh, again, this medicinal depends on how you consume it. What is the method? So the mode of consumption was, uh, I mean, analyzed. And you might have seen the most common one is smoking. The most common one uh, use of uh, this cannabis is through smoking and there is a reason for that because uh, cannabis is very much quickly absorbed by smoke compared to any other route of administration. Then you have the vaporizer again uh, even that is another method where because both the smoke and vaporizer the absorption levels are high and quick and the effect is also quicker. Then you have tinctures which is developed and uh, you have uh, extracts and everything which is used for oral consumptions. Then you have teas where the leaves and other things are taken and you have edibles. Edibles like uh, what we have, lechiums or uh, jellies and things like that. So when it comes to medicinal, you have two different effects. One is the physical and psychological effect. So as we need, physical is because of the use of CBD, cannabidol, and the mental is because of tetrahydrocannabidol, or, or it's known as THC. Now this medical cannabis came into existence when they came to know that there is a system within the body which regulates all other systems of the body. It is like the master control of the whole system of the body. It was late known after around 2013 and uh, that gave to the understanding that uh, this is a very important system and in fact the constituents, phytoconstituents of cannabis were fitting into uh, this system very effectively and freely and that is the reason it was known as endocannabinoid system. So in uh, way back uh, in 1960s when uh, the Israeli scientist uh, Mr. Uh, Michel Sheshulam, he got into the understanding that this is a very comp- very uh, master system and uh, he went into this un- uh, research in detail and they found out that there are certain receptors within the body known as cannabis based or cannabinoid receptor and known as CBR1, CBR2 and uh, that was first found out in the year 1988. So he was the one who went deeply into that to understand. Now these are, as you see there is a picture here, receptors what you have in the, and these receptors like CB1 and CB2, they are in every cell of the body, every neural uh, synaptic junction of the body and wherein that is how they control all the systems so coming to a brief of endocannabinoid system, it consists of three parts. One is endocannabinoid, the second is cannabinoid enzyme, and third is the cannabinoid receptor. So endocannabinoids are those cannabinoids which are prepared by the body within the body. So actually we don't need phytocannabinoids. We ourselves synthesize this cannabinoid and use it and uh, even uh, completely destroy it by the help of these enzymes. So why it is used? So basically, how this cannabinoid system works is when an individual undergoes a certain amount of stress or whatever, so there will be triggering of a process that is known as cannabinoid synthesis. And uh, this synthesis gives rise to two endocannabinoids that is anandamide, what orange known as AEA, and uh, second one is 2AG, 2-acylglycerols. Both these cannabinoids are lipid-based cannabinoids or fat acid-based cannabinoids. The enzymes that they take part in this one are these two enzymes, 2-arachinoidal and N-arachinoidal phosphate ethanol or NAP. So they are the ones who help in the synthesis of these two 
aspects. Then you have the receptors known as G protein receptors, so GPCR, and which are of two varieties that is CB1, most concentrated on brain, and the other one is CB2, which is most concentrated in almost every cell. As to immune tissues. Now, when in the endocannabinoid system, you have two phases. One is the synthesis of cannabinoid. So, as I told, anandamide. Then you have 2AG. So, the second step is the cannabinoid degradation. So, when there is a, some amount of stress, the anandamide is generated or synthesized. They plug. It's a. It's like G protein is a mean where you have the plug and uh, key and uh, uh, lock lock and key process. So the anandamide goes into CB1 and uh, it triggers the process of getting high where the neurons, uh, because these are present, uh, CB1 is present in the brain tissue, especially in the synaptic junctions. So where the CB1, when it gets triggered, there is release of neurotransmitters. And when it is re release of neurotransmitters, we seen to a certain extent, actually it is the CBD controls the effect of uh, THC in this or uh, 2AG in other words uh, which is an endocannabinoid controls uh, this CB1 effect of anandamide and controls it in, uh, to the extent that there is a retrograde process which happens and as a result the control of elation is lost and but this gives a feeling of wellness a feeling of hope actually is given by this AEA or anandamide. That is the reason it got the name anandamide because of the effect that it produces. Now this anandamide, after its work is over, it gets degradation. And that is FEIH, fatty acid amino hydrolase, which completely uh, degrades this particular anandamide into ethanolamide. And this or it also uh, effect, uh, I mean, it is uh, degraded by oxidation by using COX-2 enzyme, that is cyclooxygenase 2 into prostamides. Now, by the help of NAA, that is N-acetylethanolamine hydrolyzing acid, it also completely degrades uh, the anandamide into uh, non-metabolites and it is, again, this goes in a cyclic manner. So, that is how it happens. Uh, but in case of 2AG, the after its use, COX-2 enzymes, they help and it gives out a wild degradation into PGEG, PGE2G, where if this particular thing will result in the that is a prostaglandin, so where it helps in uh, pain relieving effect. Now, MGL and uh, the enzyme that is monoacylglyceryl lipase will, will result in hydrolysis of this particular thing, uh, 2AG and its substrates are being seen. So coming to the cannabinoids, you have three varieties today. They are phytocannabinoids, endocannabinoids, and synthetic cannabinoids. Endocannabinoids, as we have already discussed in the last slide, that is 2-AG and anandamide, you have still more. And uh, phytocannabinoids, you have 400 cannabinoids that is being uh, isolated from cannabis. But among them, the most prominent one are THC and CBD. You have CBN, you have CBG, in different stages of plant. If you, if the plant is very small or very young age, then we have more of uh, CBG, which is another type of cannabinoid. And as the plant grows, uh, I mean, bigger, they, or as the time passes, it converts itself into CBD and TH. And their effects are also uh, different. Endocannabinoids, you have anandamide and 2-AG as we have already. Then uh, dronabinone, nabilone, and nabiximol are synthetic cannabinoids. But compared to the phytocannabinoids, these three have a very high psychoactive effect. And in fact, they are a bit harmful to the body, unlike uh, the phytocannabinoids. So the phytocannabinoids or synthetic cannabinoids can be used in oral and inhalation. These are the main uh, two modes of use that this cannabinoids are done. So once it is taken orally or inhalation, whatever we do, uh, the effect will be depending on which mode you have to. So in case of oral, it is directly, I mean, it enters into the liver, where the liver is the uh, main organ that metabolizes cannabidiol. Whereas in case of uh, inhalation, it directly enters into the blood. That is why you have the thicker effect of cannabinoids being seen, while inhalation like smoking or vapors, etc. In case of liver, it mean oral, after metabolism, it enters into the bloodstream. And from there, the action maybe cb1 or cb2 and depending on that uh, you have the effect also c 
CB1 mainly seen in the brain cells, so that is why you have the psychoactive effect where it acts on the GABA inhibitors and the same THC, what we were speaking or what was being demonized can be useful in a neuropathic pain where by the uh, inhibition of GABA. When it is CB2, now uh, it can be, the CB1 and CB2 is seen in uh, other parts of the body also where CB1 is slightly less but CB2 is very rampant in peripheral parts but brain it is CB1 that is predominantly present and CB2 is a little bit less. So what happens with CB2 is it affects the immune system and uh, regulates them which is uh, main cause for neutrophil and macrophage migrations to the particular affected part and then it also results in reduction of inflammation uh, by uh, the process of prostaglandin etc. It also has, it also inhibits the cytokine uh, uh, storm. Again, CGE2 is regulated and uh, it reduces pain or inflammation. So this way, in case of uh, how better we can use, so will be the effect. So when we take it as a smoke or a vapor, it comes around the three to five hours. Very quickly, it uh, gets uh, the effect. Whereas in case of uh, and uh, the effect starts by around uh, half to 45 minutes and it uh, stays for three to five hours. Whereas in case of an oral consumption, the effect starts a bit lately, especially around six or rather four hours later and stays to around eight to 20 hours. So when you consume, when anyone consumes raw, raw cannabinoid extract and if at all that stoning occurs, you not worry that only it stays for eight to 20, eight to 20 or 24 hours. And after that, it will be as normal as anyone else. And this is not a non-toxic drug with respect to life-threatening aspect. It doesn't affect any of the uh, body organs. It gets metabolized in river complete. I mean, that is the only place where you have certain effect that can be seen. Or else, it is totally a safe. It is having an ED, I mean, uh, LD50 uh, study, which is around 3000 mg and uh, there is no death in that all under acute toxicity study. So use of medical cannabis is basically anti-inflammatory what we have usually seen. Then uh, it is an excellent uh, drug for neuropathic pains especially when uh, it is more where morphine itself is being indicated such pains this acts as a very good uh, anti-inflammatory drug and, and is also better action is seen when it is a raw extract that is where you have THC a small amount of THC in the extract where this particular THC helps the or I mean, enhances the action of uh, neuropathic pain. Anxiety disorders where THC is more like you have one is one uh, concentration of CBD THC extracts so that can also be taken and uh, you can also be used uh, more concentrated THC in uh, anxiety disorders. Treatment of GI disorders, again, uh, raw extract has been more helpful. And by the way, even when you have CBD along with THC, CBD has an agonistic effect against the THC action. Neurological disease, especially neurological pain, and even atypical Parkinsonism, uh, our uh, medications like Madanakameshwari, Sepurgatakrasana, they have proved, I mean, they have seen its effect to be more uh, arresting the prognosis of the, arresting the development of Parkinsonism in atypical sites. And one of the important uh, use is uh, sexual wellness, importance, uh, erectile dysfunction, then enhancement of libido, oligospermia, all this can be seen as a, one of the important effects of medical cannabis. Another important aspect is cancer. Uh, there are around uh, 200 to 300 papers we have, which I have come across for the management of medical cannabis has very good effect on pain management. Along with that, it has, it is a very good appetizer. That is why it is useful in GI tract. So when we give this uh, medicine uh, in cancer patients, so this is useful not only in control of pain, but also in the control of uh, cancer growth to a certain extent. Studies have also given the aspect as it causes apoptosis of cancer cells. So wherein it all it can lead to the cure of cancer disease 
in certain cases. Uh, it is estimated around 30 to 40 percent result of cure can be seen with cancer. So actually, I I have been uh, associated with uh, one company known Hanseuticals, where I am an advisor to them, and uh, they have these range of products: Madanakameshwari, Sleep Sutra, Pain Sutra, Raw Extract of CBD, which is is a as it is extract of CBD, and they are proposing with the forest one and other full spectrum CBD. Where THC is not there, but you have all varieties of CBD like CBN, CBG, etc. being present in that, and uh, certain formulations for that. And uh, moreover, we are going to the with a aspect of creating awareness and regarding medical cannabis. Because the endocannabinoid system is a principal system in the body which controls almost every system. it is it is controlling the synaptic uh, aspect of the neurons it controls the and uh, these two are primary in many of the activities moreover it is also found that cb1 receptors and cb2 receptors are seen in mitochondria of the cell so where which is considered as a power of cell and these are controlling the mechanism of cell also forget about even the neurons it is controlling the aspect of cell because of which uh, we thought that we have want to introduce this certificate in another way but knowledge of this medical cannabis to those who want to learn it. so with that uh, we are introducing this course in a short time where uh, we'll be considering 15 different topics so this is covering almost every aspect of uh, medicine and uh, other uh, care like palliative care and even uh, curative aspect so these 15 different aspects we are as listed above introduction to medical cannabis as we uh, have the same thing which uh, we'll be doing it and the rest of them it comes like details of endocannabinoid system cannabinoids etc thank you sir especially this uh, cannabis or medical cannabis is uh, even though explained in ayurveda very long back it was not in the use but since last few years suddenly there is a rise in understanding and acceptance of this particular herb even though it has a different uh, geographical conditions it has a variations and it has been identified as three different categories and species but in india usually we get the cannabis sativa indica to some extent and rudal is very rarely here in the, uh, somewhere in the uttarakhand and all those areas but generally if you observe our uh, mythological things also lord shiva used to consume this so it is not only as dr mahesh has explained it is controlling the entire system or various systems of the body definitely it has its some role that is the reason lord shiva is to consume because he is the one of the important for sushti and laya and everything for that maintenance purpose so many things of the world as we go in the mythological things secondly from point of ayurveda this drug has a wonderful areas of to be used no particularly in the pain management area and as well as in the gi system where particularly this ulcerative colitis or ibs or irritable bowel syndrome or even ulcerative colitis these conditions very effectively it drug can be used similarly it is also used in the sexual component where there is erectile dysfunction these areas are there that's why if you observe the classical preparations and references we find a lot of things containing uh, some activities on um, shukra and shonita like madana kamishwari rasa and so many other uh, things have been explained containing uh, cannabis in that and otherwise uh, the, typically this uh, medical cannabis is used as per ayurveda in the pain management definitely we have got different type of uh, vijayavati uh, trilokya vijayavati and such things are there of course it is also has some beneficial effect on stress as well as definitely on the um, blood pressure and related activities and moreover uh, where we are finding very difficult in practice is that the terminal stages of cancer um, pain management if that area it becomes a very good one then definitely it is going to help a lot and if you the many companies come out with certain uh, type of uh, tablets and capsules or layers or drops or something like that then definitely it will be a, a very helping thing to the practicing ayurvedic physicians because 
pain management is the one thing which many a times we find it difficulty with the regularly available drugs for acute conditions we may not find it a quite good type of uh, combinations or yogas available for us at our disposal so in that scenario if we get a typical type of thing with of course affordability is also there then definitely it is going to help us in a very big way so these are the areas where we have seen which can be exploited and that's what because of its vibhavi and vikasi guna when that is in was uh, taking as a leading role then it may be in the level of anxiety stress and pain and all those things and when it is a, it's a more combination towards the inclination towards the cbd or is the sambaka effect then we have got a very good activity could be seen in case of sexual as well as gi tract disorders so depending upon the content and of course from where it has been used and definitely these drugs are of a very helpful condition maybe it's even bong leaf or bong seeds of course bong seeds may be containing a very very low quantity of things may be very good useful for the immune system to boost it up maybe that comes to a role very important role in the management of cancers where it can have a beneficial effect on immunity of a person which is been hit by the cancer so definitely these are the very wonderful vistas uh, and domains where we can in future anticipate a very good combinations and of course many research is also being conducted all over the globe so definitely more and more uh, states in the us is also accepting it and probably you can even find some day some change in the rules and regulations in india to accept it to a certain level or some curialization so that the things can be used in a better manner uh, dr swagata has written in ayurveda text shul or pain is uh, not extensively described and mostly it is indicated in i mean uh, cannabis is indicated in aphrodisiac and ibs grahani as per extensive review of 58 classical texts of ayurveda in the phd uh, yeah sir sir is rightly said that uh, it is been mentioned as aphrodisiac and mostly for the ibs condition but now if we look into the latest research it's mostly projected for pain management and that is uh, the extract based medicine or uh, that uh, mostly the medicines are synthetic medicine or thc some proportion of thc or cbd or only thc kind of so from ayurveda perspective i would like to say like uh, in ayurveda when i looked into the classical literature mostly part use is leaf and uh, now in modern uh, like according to the uh, recent uh, development in cannabis they are using the, even the extract form as well so the impact of thc in the leaf because leaf uh, thc proportion in leaf is very uh, minimal as compared to its uh, uh, resin form so that need to uh, take into consideration because what i am observing is now we are uh, we are trying to correlate ayurveda with the recent researches on cannabis if i am not wrong in ayurveda it is asked to be uh, used drug as a whole like as a whole leaf powder we have to use and that is also after processing that is a shodhana methods so after that its pain management impact uh, how much it is effective in pain management as compared to the synthetic medicines or synthetic uh, extract that really a question even that is my question in front of uh, experts and we have discussed in great detail regarding how uh, the whole herb assets out of proper shodhana and you know wholesome ayurveda method is you know always better than using single uh, extract Curcumin versus turmeric, glycerisic acid versus leucorice or yastimadu keeps on coming up. So that is well established and point well taken, ma'am. Cannabis should be taken under Vaidya's guidance, right? So, um, you know, in the U.S., people take uh, cannabis, and I'm wondering, since it's used for relaxation, does cannabis have long-term effect with prolonged usage? You know, like how cigarette has an effect on uh, humans, you know, causing lung cancer, uh, you know, all those. My question is, you know, as a worried mother with, uh, you know, the children potentially wanting to take uh, uh, cannabis for relaxation, does that have any long-term effects on people? Yeah, uh, basically, uh, the question is, first of all, medical cannabis in india especially is to be taken only with a prescription you are not supposed to use any form of uh, substance with ingredient as medical cannabis as it is not freely available also 
So now what uh, what uh, most of the companies do is uh, physicians prescription has to be either uploaded or uh, sent through WhatsApp to the company and uh, they have to furnish their details like address etc. Then only the order is honored. Otherwise till the prescription has come the company doesn't send the uh, medication and that is as mentioned in the prescription only the medication will be sent and if, uh, this is for one thing then uh, coming to the other aspect uh, I think uh, I can uh, tell here is as I have told in my presentation you have three varieties one is endocannabinoid and that is which is seen within the body why we get disease is when these endocannabinoid synthesis comes down and the receptors die out or in a sense they fade away. Then only there is a disease condition because it controls the immune system, it controls the endo I mean, uh, health system also. This is one aspect. Coming to the uh, phytocannabinoids, they are having certain side effects. It's not that uh, phytocannabinoids are free of side effects. They do have side effects like uh, headache or giddiness. Then uh, as I told, stoning, you know, when you, and all this stoning in a sense, a stone syndrome, what is there? where the individual whenever he has high amount of marijuana or else we consider high getting high so getting high in sense the person will become at uh, like he will be totally inside that uh, different illusionary world and uh, the person will have total temporary amnesia i can tell so for a particular time that is six to eight hours or maybe a bit more depending on the dose that is taken. So this is only side effect. And where when does this happen is when THT is present, tetrahydrocannabinol. Otherwise, CBD as such has no known side effects at all. There is it is totally safe in that aspect. And the THC can cause what we if the particular individual is more recreational in approach, then there is cause chances of getting addiction because the person is more attached to the high that it what the THC produce. Otherwise, see what is uh, basically what do you mean by uh, addiction? Any any subject or uh, in fact any object can become an addiction including food. So there is such it is a feeling that an individual uh, wants and is only possible when we get it from the uh, particular use of a drug or a substance or something. So that is what is addiction. So here, THC gives that high or that hallucination effect, which may cause an addiction in due course, but otherwise CBD will never cause an addiction. Uh, there are certain synthetic uh, cannabinoids in the market. Uh, it is not present in India, of course. So these synthetics, they are actually they are harmful. Uh, but phytocannabinoids and uh, whether it is CBD isolate or uh, THC, CBD combination or raw extracts, uh, CBD full spectrum, whatever is the condition, they are not uh, harmful to the body. But synthetic forms of CLC, uh, synthetic forms of CBD, they are found to be bit harmful and very addictive also compared to phytocannabinoids. So uh, other than that, I think uh, uh, as uh, Dr. Swagata also mentioned, I just wanted to add up that that uh, it is mainly indicated in uh, uh, GI disorders, Grahani or IBS, but more frequently in aphrodisiac uh, effect, Vajikarana. So, but recreational is another aspect also which we can, which is seen today as one of the major effects that can be uh, generated from this. Saying that uh, synthetic form of any substance is always harmful which we have seen from time immemorial. So its natural form, what uh, there is always a difference between uh, isolates like CBD alone or CBD with the THC or completely raw extract which is again completely extract of this uh, uh, leaf that we have or the plant that we have so which can be used and it is being used today by uh, many of the people here this is the technique used by you know modern pharmaceutical companies and also herbal herbal supplement manufacturers that whenever there is a, a compound which is very useful such as like a turmeric uh, a turmeric or licorice uh, or even uh, the same thing was done with uh, 
turmeric is more useful when it is used with piperin so uh, curcumin with piperin is more easily absorbed all those complex things come into existence and the same thing we are seeing that with this uh, uh, cannabis also with a lot of uh, uh, synthetic uh, synthetic chemicals rushing into it and it's a different permutations and combinations somebody go may go on to do their own research and come up with a paper that it is if it is used only in a my our particular way that is more useful so all these things are happening and it is is only going to go up as uh, many countries and states start legalizing uh, cannabis use for especially for medicinal purposes so do you think that there should be a top limit for thc percentage in any uh, product and if that is there what is your top percentage that you would recommend that beyond that it should be illegal at all actually us government already has that in its uh, policy that is 0.3% is the limit that is kept by us government but uh, there are instances where 1% is also present in their uh, thing but uh, as such uh, if you are taking a raw extract then there will be this uh, there is no control over whatever that is material and the most common material that we get here in india for manufacturing purposes is cannabis sativa which has the lowest level of uh, thc maybe between uh, 0.3 to 1% but indica has the higher level which, uh, which is around 25% and that may cause a bit high but uh, saying that it is not it cannot be demonized in certain areas where uh, psychological effects are very much necessary or importantly because of a psychological effect stress and strain then these thc will give a better role and when we combine or when we take the raw extract as such then it is also seen by research that cbd controls the levels of thc once it goes it is just like a self uh, regulating mechanism that this uh, endocannabinoid system works so it's not that uh, they are going to be totally in a different uh, mood or in different uh, hallucination conditions forever so that cannot happen with the a natural uh, but saying that there are very much uh, instances or references of having adverse effect with uh, like headache nausea and uh, giddiness uh, etc redness of eye is one of the thing when you give high dose of cannabis and uh, synthetic cannabis they are as like any other synthetic drugs they are also they have a varied side effects of their own unlike any like uh, phyto or naturally obtained so that that is always there but saying that this naturally obtained that is phyto constituents uh, phytocannabinoids they don't have any of the known side effects till date they have only a temporary condition which will be reducing all by itself or there are certain things like uh, tender coconut water even uh, uh, nimbu juice all this will bring down its effect uh, when it is taken so phytocannabinoids can be can, uh, mean easily brought down into normal it's not uh, demonized uh, it's not necessary to demonize it. and extracts it, it was right from time immemorial but that i think you will be agreeing that most of the formulations what you have is either uh, aqua ethanol ex, um, aqua alcohol extract or aqua extract and uh, lipid extract it's all extracts only actually we don't be even though we use it as a raw material by making kalka etc etc but the most of them uh, what we have as a compound formulation are extracted uh, instead of doing that lengthy process we make into a different process extracts can be used but yes isolates are different than uh, this complete uh, as such extracts like what we have raw extracts my question is that if we go by the analysis of the rasapanchaka the vipaka of uh, cannabis uh, is uh, is katu and the uh, viria is ushna so technically as per my understanding in a layman term is that uh, the effect will be more in uh, like uh, whenever there is any kapha uh, or means congestion or avarana it will do well so it will have more lekhana and scraping, uh, scavenging activity 
so if the pain is happening uh, if the person is depressed depressive or having mental issues due to avarana of the vata or pain in the body due to avarana so it will work much better instead of only vata related pain or vata related shul so please correct me on that that is my understanding and please correct me where i am making mistake thank you uh, first of all we need to understand that there is no hard and fast rule that only uh, vipaka will uh, take a role leading role in producing any effect of the drug see so drug action can be brought about by its rasa its guna its virya its vipaka altogether it may be a prabhava but there is a difference i um, mean uh, there is analysis and in guidelines given by that sometimes some will be ruling over the other for example in a drug if kashaya rasa is pradhana in such a way that it can even win over or sideline the all other things including vipaka virya and everything and it may bring about its action so it doesn't mean that if it is uh, ushna and katu that ushna and katu should only play the role no it is not like that if even the ushna and katu is there it is it is having a vivaya guna and vikasi guna then definitely that will take a leading role in certain things and when we are using in particular combination in the form of uh, some medication taken orally and it will have a beneficial effect on the gut and there usually that kashaya rasa is leading the role so like that a very clear understanding is there so wherever there is influence or the dominance of vivaya and vikasi guna and such type of gunas are there through which it is trying to bring about the chala guna and it even the, the removes the chalatva or even stabdata thereby reduces the pain so there is a pain mechanism or the pain management to have multiple pathways to come in the way and to uh, deliver the relief so it may not be the same thing that it is katu and ushna that only do the things so it is not like that if you point of ayurveda if you take it in that sense also katu and ushna both are reducing vata because ushna guna can suppress even the katrasa and bring about the vata hara action so so multiple complexity is there in this it doesn't mean that it only because of a particular rasa this action will come no it is not like that so we need to understand that each and every component of a drug can able to or capable of producing the effects and so for particular action and other one or any one of the things are all of them are may contribute that's why we called it dvandvaja karma sarvaja karma ekaja karma any one thing is involving and producing a karma any two things are involved in producing a karma or all of them are involving and producing a karma so it depends on at a drug to drug and it is not a uniform uh, you know uh, rules and regulation that it will happen every drug in this fashion only no there is no such rule please give some details on preparations of cannabis commercially available in india are they only phytoextracts or uh, do uh, are they have been done under shodhana first and then made uh, made via the rules of bhaisa kalpana you yourself are a manufacturer or involved in manufacturing and marketing of uh, cannabis and uh, Uh, do you do, do you always do shodhana first and do that and can you please also talk about other cannabis products in in available indian market <laughs> yeah actually uh, with regards to the uh, products that are present in uh, indian market is uh, what we are producing uh, we have around we have actually four products in uh, market that is one is madanakamishwari rasayana the second one is uh, sleep sutra third one is pain sutra uh, fourth one is canopain uh, and uh, this madanakameshwari is a product which is a classical one which is having the reference in sastra yogam and uh, there is I mean this particular uh, procedure we do in a completely a classical manner where the shodhana of the uh, bhang and not only bhang and around 11 ingredients are there which has to be undergoing shodhana and that has done totally the madanakameshwari has 64 ingredients out of which 11 we do the shodhana then we have what i have told is uh, the sleep sutra which is a external application oil so where uh, the oil is applied over the leg uh, below the knee also is recommended in the calf region this induces sleep uh, after a application say around with massage of 5 10 minutes it's one of the unique product that we have in the market where 
external application is leading to sleep. Then uh, we have Pain Sutra, which is uh, again an external application oil, which will be which will be useful to control soft tissue pain. Uh, where uh, I should be accepting here in this uh, scenario that soft tissue are being very much uh, uh, controlled. Pains are controlled by cannabis uh, compared to a hard tissue that is bony or joint pains. Then you have the canopain, which is the latest one that we have, which is a raw leaf extract. It's a direct raw leaf ethanol extract that we have. And uh, this is, uh, of course, the general cleaning, washing with water, everything has to be done because it has to pass through that. And we are using food grade ethanol to extract these things. And uh, in the days to come, we have four more products. One for uh, pain uh, internal medicine, pain management, cancer management, women wellness management, and uh, anti-stress management. So these are the four in pipeline, uh, which will be coming out here. So these are what we have. Others also, there are like Trilokavijavati is there in the market. Then you have uh, a different extract of uh, cannabis, like 4 is to 1 uh, cannabis extract, that is 4% of four uh, parts of uh, CBD, one part of uh, TFC in that. So different proportionate, as we told, broad spectrum, uh, broad spectrum CBD, where all varieties of CBD are there, like CBN, CBG, CBG, everything. That is also available uh, in the market. So all these many, many products are there in Indian markets right now, but this can be only obtained through uh, proper uh, prescription. That is only hinge and uh, it needs that regulation because of its abuse to prevent its abuse this is one thing if i if i if dr habar if i can add to the earlier question regarding yes. rasa and uh, thing uh, it is true uh, that uh, it has a ushnaviria and katuvi parka it also has tikta rasa but still we can see that it is pitavardaka in nature it, uh, but doesn't mean that it is going to be harmful the beauty of uh, uh, herbal based drugs are that they are very selective in their uh, approach. According to the conditions, the environment within the body, they have different uh, modes of action. As uh, Gurad sir also just now told, uh, it is very selective. Uh, so they, it is not, there is no hard and fast rule that it, it, this has to happen in this manner. And uh, going to the physiology of endocannabinoid system, it is still more uh, very selective and uh, very much uh, on that uh, pathway where the system selects what is to be done all by itself. It doesn't need any uh, the external factors. This is one thing. The moment you take extracts or moment you take any of the cannabis-based products, you have increase of appetite. This is a clear indication. It is a pitavartakatrugya. It increases appetite, and uh, the person starts craving for food if there is slightly uh, increase in dose. And uh, this helps in uh, the benefits can be used in this manner according to the condition. Have you ever exported uh, your products outside India thus far or just uh, uh, efforts on that regard is still going on? I mean, there are plans that it has to be exported. Are there any like government agencies or you know regulatory bodies within India and outside India which regulate these and many other many other like medically useful psychotropic natural drugs? Uh, are there any? Sir, please. Uh, in India, there is a, that NDPS Act and Drug and Cosmetic Act that governs this particular thing. So, where we need to get a clearance from the excise department and uh, and the uh, licensing is given by the Ayush department of the state. And the, presently only uh, Madhya Pradesh has, is giving the licenses. I think even uh, off late they have stopped uh, because of excessive uh, applications. And uh, other than that, uh, you, Uttarakhand is there, Orissa is there, Himachal is there. And the NDPS Act actually it allows the state to make uh, its own policies. So here in India, the state is empowered with the uh, aspect of making policy for uh, those which come under the NDPS Act. But uh, the, other than that, uh, in uh, Madhya Pradesh, you have a depot which is from where the government depot itself, where the Procurement of raw drugs has to be done. So the condition, what the licensing authorities give, is the procurement has to be taken from, has to be done from the legal uh, constituted bodies. That is the depots. They are not supposed to take from outside. So 
<laughs> and there we get a sativa even uh, uttarakhand you have uh, license to grow some states like karnataka kerala and all they are not having any policies nor they are allowing uh, the use of one cultivation of drugs so, but one which is licensed under ayush department in madhya pradesh or any other state which is allowing we can sell it all over india as per the laws so that is not it is not being prevented by the state which is not having a law for uh, cultivation or production we are free to sell in india we are coming to the exim policies i think uh, every every country like uh, us etc have but they have to be uh, one thing that is thc in the product should not go above 0.3% so that is the main uh, hindrance or main aspect that is seen in the uh, uh, policies Uh, policies like what is there for uh, FDAs and all that will hold good for every component or every uh, formulation that is there. But extra is THC should not be more than 0.3 percent. The last question for today is for leaf-based polyherbal formulation preparations or prescription. I do uh, does one has to take permission from excise department or just Ayush department license is good enough? That is one question. And in NDPS Act, a leaf and seed medicinal use is allowed. and not in purview of legal restrictions so what exactly to follow actually we uh, once you get the license license for the product then it is allowed but you have to have a prescription the individual that is a patient who is taking this medicine has to have a prescription for the reference if someone is going to if some legal authority also going to question then the prescription is a shield uh, that will help him because anything about the 300 grams This is considered as illegal without prescription. Three hundred milligrams, sorry. So this is uh, something that is very thing. So for a production uh, unit, uh, the narcotic license and excise license have to be taken uh, for production. And uh, Ayush, uh, uh, that is for procurement of raw materials and the storing of raw materials. For uh, production of the formulation, uh, the Ayush is the only authority in India. that is giving us the license for production saying that uh, it is on coming as it is coming under schedule e one of drug and cosmetic act and which doesn't mention anything so it only names bhang that's it there is no specification as what from bhang is to be uh, scheduled under this so that is why prescription for any part of bhang that is including leaves is mandatory coming to the ndps act ndps act doesn't or in fact it completely doesn't ban any part of bhang except uh, the flower bud that to female flower bud so you are not in fact uh, hemp seeds what we call as hemp hearts is a is coming under fssi license not under not even a ayush license so it is freely available and it's a food license so there is no problem by using of any manner and it is not under, coming under any legal purview Uh, for that matter but ndps very strictly it uh, considers flower bud as illegal and not leaves actually leaves are not considered under that as illegal but because of drug uh, and cosmetic act we cannot give even the even though we are using leaves without prescription cannot be dispensed thank you all see you in the next session of guru bhuda namaste